Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And welcome to AfterBuzz TV Star Wars Rebels Season 2, Episode 12 or 14, depending on how you're counting the episodes, uh, Legends of the Lasat. If you guys are listening on iTunes, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe, leave reviews, rate us five stars. If you like us, let us know uh, that uh, you're listening because we like to hear from you guys. And if you are listening on iTunes, remember you can also watch us on YouTube and even watch us live, which is what's happening right now. We are streaming live on YouTube and we do uh, have the uh, live chat up. I there's There's been a lot of conversation in live chat already tonight before the show yeah, even started. No, so probably yeah. more than we've had probably Con- since the season started. Exactly. Continue to talk amongst yourselves, but uh, remember you can also contribute to the conversation here and we are following that hashtag on Twitter, ABTVRebels. I am Emma Fife. I am one of your hosts here on the panel. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife, which is my name. I like to keep things very simple. And I have my lovely ladies with me, as always, Megan Salinas. Hey, guys. You can tweet at me at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And Katie Collin. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And a super awesome guest star joining us tonight, the legendary Steve Bloom. Hi, Steve Bloom. You can find me at Bloom's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right now. For any so what is it like being every stormtrooper ever? I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting over being one of the girls tonight. This is got to start with that. And I'm yeah. not every stormtrooper. I'm one third of the stormtroopers. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Exactly one third. Exactly yeah. one third. We figured that out mathematically. Nice. <laughs> there was like an actual like algorithm that there you did to calculate. We exactly. Plug it in. Dave Filoni is making those calculations as we speak for the next episode. So. I love it. Now I have to ask about the stormtroopers though. Do you have any particular stormtroopers that that like you have a real emotional connection to? Oh no. <laughs> You can't because they all die. <laughs> you just don't get attached. They that's, do have that's a habit of doing that. They yeah. do. They do. Yeah. We're, we're cannon fodder. Yeah, that's that's it's, true. I've been doing no. them since the game, so I'm used to dying. Yeah, no, no, right. For a long time, yeah. No, it's so funny. I actually I was on a photo shoot yesterday, and a, the um, makeup artist was talking to me about how she felt like the stormtroopers in Force Awakens were just ridiculous cannon fodder. I'm like, that's. Always, yeah, that's every stormtrooper. Have you seen yeah. a Star Wars movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them could actually shoot, though. That I mean, is that was, true. Yeah. Pretty, they were pretty fierce. I yeah. think in fierce. Episode Four, they they actually were occasionally formidable. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when they're first introduced and they're killing all those rebels. But yeah, ever since then, like not as much for whatever yeah. reason. They lost they I'm, lost their luster a little bit. I'm yeah. using that for my resume. Occasionally formidable. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and then so much. Formidable. No, that's I know. I agree because she because she was saying she's like but I just remember in the old Star Wars films like I felt like they were part of an army and now I just feel like they're buffoons and I'm like that's 
And especially, I think, now coming at it from the perspective of having all of the prequels and also Clone Wars, where there is so much about, like, clones versus stormtroopers and how clones are, like, really superior. And everyone loves the clones. It's true. Yes, they do. It's true. And they, uh, and some of them at least get to live, so there is that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally. And Dee Bradley Baker is actually all of the clones. Yes, he is. (laughs) And probably some stormtroopers. Right, exactly. He can do anything and everything. He's a quarter of the stormtroopers. Yes, he is. That really screws up my mouth, but yes. Yes. That's that's just, it's testing your advanced math skills right there. He's three twelfths and you're Uh, four twelfths. Oh my God. I failed already. Um, So before we get into uh, talking about this episode, I just want to call out uh, at Felix Mild Bump on uh, Twitter who said he's not watching our show tonight and he's really sad, but he wants to watch Critical Role instead. Oh, I know. Shame. You know that <laughs> you know that Critical Role is like three hours long and we'll still be there when we're over. Exactly. <laughs> you can true. toggle back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have to Priorities. give him grief on Twitter later. We will. What I love is that the entirety of chat is like, why am I not in the room right now? I know. Aww. Yeah. You have some fans. They oh, all love you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, basically, it seems to be... So, earlier tonight, uh, Megan, Katie, and I were all on the Ruby after show. Yes. And it seems that the theme of the evening is, like, fairy tales and legends, because we talked a little about that. They had a world of Remnant that was very much a world-building sort of fairy tale for Ruby, and now for Star Wars Rebels tonight, there was the legend of, like, what's going to happen to the people of Lasat once their home world, or so we thought, of Lasan uh, goes away. I'm really glad that that's what you got from the Ruby show because I just got crying in death. But uh, I was so I'm really glad that's not the theme I that was carried over. Specifically honing in on the on the fairy tale and legend <laughs> aspect, which of course is a on big, the positive. Yeah, on the positive. There's always a little bit of death with fairy tales. That's anyway. true. That's yeah, that there's so good. I mean, and especially if you look back at like the real grim fairy tales, <laughs> yeah. there's there's a lot more bloodshed. Let's put it that yeah, way. <laughs> well, the brothers Grimm were kind of hilariously misogynistic. So well, <laughs> their rewrites were not improved. They didn't have that. Disney magic. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. But, but it's interesting whenever we hear a prophecy about the Force, because yeah. you should always take that with a grain of salt. Yep. Because Anakin was supposed to bring balance to the Force, and he, he kind of did. <laughs> well, you know, there's only a few Jedi left, and there's only a few Sith left, so it's balanced. <laughs> I mean, technically, Yes. It depends on what you mean by balance, but and balance, for some reason, it's a fluid thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's always ch- it's true. It's subject to interpretation, yeah. much like I feel this prophecy was, which conveniently seemed to evolve throughout the episode. Yeah, this, uh, this prophecy was very like. Well, what about this part? Oh, it's the prophecy. Well, I feel like it's like a wizard did it. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. kind of in that territory right yeah, now. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the whole for those of you who don't get that reference, it's from the the Simpsons when Lucy Lawless was a guest star and she was playing herself and she was at a convention. Anytime you notice something like that, a wizard did it. So, for those of you guys who don't, who aren't Mm -hmm. old enough to get that reference. Who aren't old enough. Or watch reruns. Yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much watch Simpsons at any time of any day. Yeah. Any hour. (laughs) So, so this is the super convenient prophecy. This is the, this is the super convenient prophecy, which we find out from the Lasat refugees who they go and rescue, basically, because Ezra gets tipped off that there are these refugees in tow that are going to be taken to a containment facility or as they uh, 
suspected perhaps a firing squad. <laughs> Sounds shot, like <laughs> shot behind the chemical. Shot. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty it, much. It sounded a little bit like Lasat genocide to me personally, but that's because kind of, that didn't already happen. Yeah, exactly. True, uh, and because it, tur- it didn't already happen. We got a whole planet full of them. I guess so. Died. Yeah. I guess so, uh, but uh, we basically find out that the person who tipped him off was our dear friend, Hondo Onaka. Dear friend. We love Hondo. Yeah, I was very glad to see this character return. I mean, I was glad to see this character return from Clone Wars to Rebels, and we were fortunate enough to have Jim Cummings in here when he came back. Uh, And... He's just, you know, and, and my favorite part about this whole interaction was that basically he's like, yeah, and Ezra basically agreed to pay him for this information <laughs> that he had given him and went, uh, nope, actually your pay is not happening. And Hondo, instead of getting mad about it, is like, I'm so proud of you, Ezra. <laughs> I taught him so well to grow up so quickly. You know, get it back later. Yes. <laughs> well, we needed yeah. someone to be the fool, and that was yeah. a perfect perfect Absolutely. It yeah. really, yeah, it really yeah. was. Now, uh, Steve, when you came into working on Rebels, were you familiar with sort of the whole breadth of Clone Wars? I'm a terrible nerd. No. <laughs> I had, I had That's never, okay. I honestly had seen maybe three episodes of Clone Wars, and now I think I'm up to about ten episodes okay. of Clone Wars. So I'm working my way through it. I just have no time. No, yeah. yeah you don't but, say. But I'm, but I'm a Star Wars fan from way back. I was there in 77 when it yeah, first premiered. So, yeah, so uh, that that gives me a little bit of street credit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I feel like to say that somebody is not a real Star Wars fan because they're not like a hundred percent because you don't know every aspect. Yeah, exactly. We call that That's gatekeeping, yeah. and it's a terrible thing to do. Do not gatekeep yeah. people. Welcome them with open arms and indoctrinate them into your fandom. Yes, which is the only reason half the people I know have played Undertale. Yeah, so it's me throwing it at them. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, don't basically don't nerd check people is what yeah. I what I yeah. like to call it. I mean, for me, it's like I just I it, it's nice that other people like the thing that you like even if they don't know as much about it as you do. If they Take them under your wing. Yeah. Love yes. them. Guide them. That's, that's what our sessions are like. Is there's a few. We're all on different scales of, yeah. of our fandom and, and so for those of us who don't know as much we get schooled. Uh, yeah. Every single time we walk but into the room. You get kindly schooled I sometimes hope. Sometimes and sometimes not. Yeah, but it's, I, it's okay either way. I can take it. It's a learning experience. It is. Yeah, no, I love it actually. I love it. And that's why I go to conventions is to learn about what I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> well and you guys get you guys get to record together and like, that's the way you guys prefer to yeah, absolutely. record oh, these yeah. sessions too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and especially when guys like Jim come in yeah. to guest star, it's <laughs> it changes the whole energy. The room. Like, <laughs> I love working with that guy on anything and, and he's always ad-libbing and that just yeah. it, it just juices up the room. And yeah, I was going to say I, I know that he does quite a lot of ad-libbing. Yeah. Do you find that you tend to stick pretty closely to the script for this project or do you like to add in a little flair? I like to add in a little bit. I, yeah. I, I do, not Maybe not quite as much as Jim, but I, I do. I, I like to juice it up a little bit. But but generally, we stay fairly close to the script because it's so good. These no, guys, yeah, these it's guys great. know what they're doing. They know the mythology, and and we want to stay as true to that yeah. as we possibly can. Yeah, this, the, been the, thinking about it a long, lot longer than we this, have. So. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the script is the script is really tight, and I think that you know the jokes that are in there are so good. And, and one of the things that I think is consistently really good about Rebels is the pacing. Yeah. Yeah. In in comparison to some other sort of like half hour quote unquote kids shows. Right. 
it feels like they they don't try to cram too much into a single episode, mm-hmm. and they give things time to breathe. Yep. Um, uh, much as we did in uh, in this episode, as you know, we're introduced to these two other Lasat characters, and we find out a little more about Zeb's past mm-hmm. uh, that he was part of the uh, Lasan Honor Guard. That yes. he was the head of yeah. the Honor Guard. Yep. Yeah, I seem to have forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll remember for you. <laughs> We're your biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really interesting, though, that that's the way he would describe it is, oh, yeah, it was so long ago I forgot. I because forgot, yeah. for him, it's probably his deepest shame not being able to protect the people he was in charge of protecting. Oh, I think he's got some severe PTSD because of it. He was he was responsible for a whole planet, for a whole people, and he felt like he let them down. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty heavy burden to carry. Yeah, no. And repressed. Yes, yeah. and repressed. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he did forget. Maybe yeah. he pushed it back. Conveniently so. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and basically we find out from these other Lasat that they want to go to Lira San, which is the, the legendary, it felt like the legendary promised land or yes. something. <laughs> and that uh, that someone is going to have to basically lead them to this land while they were where they will then flourish and thrive and live long, happy, wonderful lives. Live long and pro. Oh, oh no. wrong, wrong uh, series. Is <laughs> anyone else getting Titan AE vibes from this? A little, a little yeah. yeah. With the, the star chart, with the star chart and, and the yeah. maps and the lead us there, and it'll restart our people. And just oh my yeah, gosh, the whole nine. My- it's Titan AE. But my favorite part of the episode was when they got on to the ghost and they're, you know, they're starting to fly away and they're like, okay, so we got to go to Lyra Sun and they're like, great, where is it? We don't know. Well, we have maps. (laughs) (laughs) Where we're going, we don't need maps. (laughs) But once they, so basically they explain that there's like this ritual essentially that has to happen in order for them to get to Lyra Sun involving uh, the fool, the warrior and the child. Right. And and Ezra is like super on board with this by the way. <laughs> because they talk about the idea that like Ashla is is part of what's going to guide them which is basically their word for the, the force. force. Mm-hmm. Uh, because according to Canaan the you know the force uh, is has many names. has many names and it's present in many cultures and it works for everybody to uh, some extent and but this is an inclusive universe exactly <laughs> very exactly. It is the duct tape that all, binds the universe together. all faiths are welcome yes <laughs> um, and uh, and and so they get very involved in this ritual there was a scene with Chopper projecting a map. Very similar, <laughs> as Megan pointed out, to uh, the one that BB-8 uh, projected <laughs> in Star Wars: The Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. You think Luke's out there? <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker's hanging. Yeah, it's just like a planet full of of uh, Lasat, and then like Luke Skywalker up on a mountain. <laughs> on <the> mountain. <laughs> he he found that like... bow rifle to the right, just a little yeah. bit. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> Boy, this will come in handy like thirty years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Yep. Uh, yes, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I just thought that was a, a very, uh, funny comment. Megan. It just, it looked, it, I, I wanted, you mentioned your favorite part, um, and not to, like, jump around No, too much, yeah, go for it. Jump around, the, the let's do this. that stuck out to me most about this episode, and made me want to ask, like, if you guys are planning on releasing a soundtrack for the season, was the violin while they were yes! in the, in oh the final gosh! act of this episode. It was just beautiful. I wrote that conductive. down, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were all 
having the same emotional response to that when we saw it. it it's incredible. It's really yeah. incredible. I think the soundtrack is amazing for the show anyway, yeah. but that really oh, yeah. took it to a whole different place. It's no, incredible. it definitely it definitely did. Yeah, I actually uh, had a, a question uh, from Twitter from uh, Billy Pollahan, and he was asking uh, if you have, sort of since we're on like emotional moments, um, if you had a, a favorite like moment for you in the season thus far, for for mm. uh, for Zeb or or, or Any otherwise, beats, yeah. yeah. Well, it's well. There's there's been a lot for him. I mean, this this particular episode was very emotional. This, this, yeah. this episode probably was the deepest emotion he's that got. we've uh, that we've he's, seen from yeah, Zeb ever. He's had yeah. to connect with. In fact, a lot of the, uh, people on my Twitter feed were talking about the emo version of Zeb. Yeah. <laughs> we've yeah. seen the fighting Zeb. We've seen the silly Zeb. Now we we get the emo Zeb finally. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the. Just to see him have to reconnect with that pain and that emotion that he's been suppressing for so long was an amazing thing. And yeah. then, and then also having him say that you know I wanted to be the warrior. No, I'm I'm a child. Yeah, I'm a bloody, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. bloody child. It's it great. <laughs> yeah, I think those are my two favorite little elements of this particular episode. Yes. Well, and the comment about how everyone is the warrior and the fool and the child by turns. Yes. And it's just like. That is great. That is the best thing that's come out of this prophecy right now is that yeah. lesson for everyone who's watching this. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, exactly. Well, because that, that was kind of the, the whole point of the episode was that everybody is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that, it's the all inclusive universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. Yes. If we take nothing else away from this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are times where we're all stupid. There are times where we're young and accepting. Yep. And then there are other times where we step it up and we're courageous. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find there was another good question. Oh, it was, uh, it, your question. The question was, um, uh, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to find who said it, but I'll ask the question and then I'll give them credit, which was, uh, <laughs> Uh, who's your favorite? Oh, t- it was Tim Houlihan asked, uh, who's your favorite character that you don't voice on this show? That I don't voice? Yeah. Uh, That's a good probably question. Probably Hondo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I fell in love with that character from the very beginning. And, and when I see Jim do it live, all of us just kind of sit there and giggle. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. He's amazing. Um, I feel like we have footage somewhere of Jim Cummings just <laughs> going for 20, 25 minutes. Oh, and he yes. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want the blooper reel. Yeah. Um, and Billy, uh, Billy Pollyhan also wants to know, can you do any voice? I think, I think he means like open-ended any voice in the world. Oh, I think they absolutely. were talking about Jim at that point. <laughs> oh, it might be Jim. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, that's, Jim. I think that's I'll defer to Jim for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, half of chat wants you to talk about the season finale and guys, we can't ask that. spoiler no. questions. Really? They don't get answered. You guys know better than that. There's a chip in my neck. My head will go. <laughs> And rainbows. That's what I feel they like said in the Transformers not, after show yeah. too. What is going on in this industry? I feel like James Arnold Taylor said that too. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wait, is the chip an actual thing? I'm starting to get concerned. Oh, I thought it was a little bit. Joke. No, little no, bit. it's it, it's there. It is there. Yep. Yeah, I can show you the implant later. All right, cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a Kingsman moment here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kingsman, and then, yeah, at any point, Disney could flip a switch in its Order 66 for yeah. all their voice oh, acts. Right. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but, of course, uh, another uh, great moment uh, with, <laughs> with good old Hondo uh, was that after 
they after Ezra refused to give him an award, he sells them out. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I get the feeling that he would have done that regardless of whether or not Ezra. That had is paid true. Him. No, it's true because even if Ezra had paid him, he would have been trying to get more money, the out, money of, right. uh, out of the yeah. Empire. Well, that's why he's so proud. He's like, that's what I would have done. He's on the next thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, just nothing phases him. He just moves on. <laughs> a girl has to eat, you yeah. know, so. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love that we have Ant in chat was a little fed up with the flip-flopping. I'm like, no, that's who he is. Yeah, that that's is the Hondo. backbone of yeah. the kid. You yeah. know what you're getting you know into. Hondo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but going, not, again, not to jump around too yeah. much, but like going back to when you first uh, were hired for the show, uh, did, uh, was the, voice that you ended up using for Zeb your first choice with this character or did you have to try a variety of different things the basic voice print was him uh, as far mm. as the, the timbre of it but uh, we we tested a lot of different dialects until we finally honed in on that and that session where we did that in the callbacks was really interesting I think we probably hit 15, 20 different dialects before we landed on whatever that ended up being. <laughs> You're still not sure what it is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really crappy UK Yeah, we, we were talking Australian about that uh, in the last episode, there was a character who was... Who is uh, Scottish, but not. Yeah. He was a little Scottish. Yeah. A little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nothing is completely accurate on this. Even the guys who... Even if he was a real Scotsman, which... Well, the actor yeah, who did his voice was an yeah, actual yeah. Scotsman, yeah, and I think yeah, it was yes. a, it was a Scotsman. It's a big universe, yeah, yes, exactly. Lots of dialogue. Lots of planets have a Norse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who's to say what people on various <laughs> planets throughout the galaxy uh, sound like? Sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For guys like me who are really crappy at dialects, it's it's nice to have a little bit of wiggle room. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that certain voice actors who I've interviewed in the past have said that a lot of the time the voices they come up with are actually their really bad impressions of people. They are. <laughs> or impressions of impressions of people. That's, that's how they usually translate it. So. Do you have any uh, any uh, voices for characters you've done in the past that you can remember that you know you specifically based on a bad impression? Oh, man. Really hard to say. Probably, uh, well, oh God, what was that show? I don't even remember what the show was. I did a... Uh, a voice like this, which is <laughs> sort of a, a terrible impression of somebody else doing a hobby fight. Yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was Richard Horvitz. We were working on Billy and Mandy, I think. Oh, yeah. oh. I heard him do a Harvey fire scene, and it was my impression of him doing it just pitched down. So, <laughs> And I got to do it on the show for, I think it was his mother on the show or nice. something. I don't remember what it was. Some creature... <laughs> Some somebody's mother. I was somebody's mother. Yeah. I just read that as twelve packs a day smoking. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wow. Wow. Who said that? Yeah. No, like, no one said that. that oh, that's what I thought that, that voice oh, was. Oh, yeah. Like oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's just smoking on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, we talked a little about you playing around with a bunch of different voices before landing on the voice that you ended up doing mm -hmm. for Zeb. Do you have, was there any particular sort of inspiration that you drew for creating the voice of that character? Or was it a situation where you saw a drawing of the character and you just kind of went with what you thought? I don't remember if I even saw a drawing, but from the character description, that was pretty much the first thing that landed in my mm -hmm. head. I think it, it started out a little more Cockney, maybe something a little rougher around the edges, even than than Zeb mm -hmm. turned out to be. But we didn't even know what the show was when we were auditioning for it. It was under yeah, a code name, and it wasn't until it didn't even dawn on me at the callbacks. I think that they told us at that point that it was Star Wars, and it didn't even sink in. <laughs> it wasn't until several months later I was actually in uh, England for a Transformers convention. Oh, and nice! They, and I got the call that I had booked the show. And I was going to go do the first episode for it. And I'm in the studio in this guy's house in the country, some weird place. 
and I'm standing in this room sweating to death. There's no air conditioning in the place. Ooh. And I'm looking at the, the sides for this thing, and I see stormtroopers in there. And I went, stormtroopers? Star Wars. <laughs> this is Star Wars! <laughs> and that's when it really clicked in what I was working on. And, right. And, <laughs> And it wasn't until that moment that I had my full geek gas and I, I needed a moment to breathe and I was on the phone with uh, Dave Filoni and the whole crew right, back right. in the States and I, I thought, oh God, I've just lost this. I don't know if I did it out I'm not even sure if I did it out loud. I'm not sure if I had my little meltdown out loud, but I think I squeed like an eight-year-old girl. Um, oh, so yeah, that, that was when it, it really locked in and that was when we... We fine tune the voice. Nice. To get <laughs> God bless stormtroopers. I was going to say, and little did you know when you read the word stormtroopers that you were going to be a third of them. I had no idea. I was hoping it would, and I think I actually sort of campaigned for that with Dave in the oh, booth because nice. I told him that I I was always stormtrooper number three, and it just sort of became a thing <laughs> in all the Star Every Wars games. Stormtrooper right, right. in all the Star Wars games for for many many years, and so he let me try out for the stormtrooper. And he goes, Yeah, I kind of like that. Let's, like let's, it. Let's, let's do that. So, um, so I. I I have not consistently just played Stormtrooper no, number no, three, no. but I've been in that in yeah. that mix. Yeah. So. so Stormtrooper number three became every third Stormtrooper. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> right. it's, it's just a mathematical thing now. It's not necessarily by number. Yeah. Algorithm, <laughs> you guys wouldn't yeah. understand. They just yeah. go, huh, when yeah. was the last time that Steve was a Stormtrooper? I think we're overdue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was actually exactly. surprised to find that I didn't hear you as a Stormtrooper uh, in uh, this yeah. episode at all. Uh, no, but I was somebody else. Oh, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil that for oh. I'm gonna, you who haven't seen it. But no, I did play another character. On I'm going to have to uh, go back and oh. uh, yeah. and re-listen for you. Yeah, good. I, yeah, you didn't catch it. Yeah, good. Everyone good. who's watching this show has seen the episode. And if they haven't, they're doing it backwards. Yeah, well, that's, we spoiled that everything. That happens, though. I mean, our Twitter friends may have not have seen the episode. Oh, yes. So. Uh, Justin Van Volkenberg in the chat has a fashion question. So, first of all, it was brought up. I also have a Mandalorian jacket, so people were asking if you mm-hmm. had stolen my jacket. He did not. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, Justin Van Volkenberg would like to know where you got your sweet Mandalorian jacket. This is actually a crew jacket. Oh, they, dang. This, this is the first piece of real crew swag I've ever gotten. That's amazing. So. Really? Yeah, some really cool patches yeah. on it, and and uh, some some great stuff. Dang. Oh yeah, the Tie Fighter. Yeah, that's great. And, yeah, yeah. So this, I again, I had an eight year old fan squeeze. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. When, when this happens, so I absolutely uh, love, I love it. it. And no, you can't have it. What <laughs> <laughs> was my next question? Goes for you too, Mister Whoever that was, Justin Van Volkenberg. Justin, yeah, thank Justin. you for asking that question. But no, you can't have it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, there goes my next question. <laughs> what was that going to be, Katie? Where can she get one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a. It's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty great. I jacket. sleep in it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever comes off. It's filthy right now. It's disgusting. It smells like a sot. Well, if you take it off, then someone's going to steal it. That's exactly. true. Exactly. It's been threatened by many of my cohorts. Yeah. Um, so, getting back just to the ending of the episode, and then and then we'll just chat with you for a while because let's be real, that's what we want to do. Uh, the ending, they basically, uh, this is ta- going back to the whole idea of the, the child, the fool, and the warrior, and, and Zeb's reaction upon finding out that he is the child in this, who is the hero of this scenario, but that doesn't sound as tough as the warrior, so he's not too happy about right. it. <laughs> but uh, <It's> issues. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they encounter, like, an anomaly when they jump to where, like, Lasan uh, uh, or, uh, what's Lirasan. it? Lirasan is supposed to be. Um, and, uh, 
It's like an impacted star yeah. cluster or something. It's an imploded star cluster. Can we cluster. talk about how pretty that was? It was. It was, it was really pretty. beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that there was Huge. a prophecy in the maze? Yeah. Oh, I know. A maze well, that, in the wow. a maze in the prophecy. Well, that's what I was talking about. The convenient. Let it go. Let it go. I can word real good, ladies and gentlemen. We talk professionally. Professional adjacent. Professional adjacent. Yes. Professional adjacent. We try. Yeah. Gold star. <laughs> An attempt was made. An attempt was made. Uh, no, that's that's um that was what I was talking about with the conveniently evolving prophecy of oh yes this is the maze that was in the prophecy and it's like I'm sorry what so if I think again can another, you give me the cliffs notes before we go any further <laughs> yeah. or is this I just think a very convenient the lesson here is definitely uh, if if you do ever find yourself in a situation or scenario where somebody is giving you a prophecy about your immediate future get all the details first yeah. Just, just to take five minutes to go, okay, let's go through this beat by beat. Yeah. Uh, so you, there are no surprises. Unless you only have 22 minutes to portray all of it. Right. In which case you don't have time to ask right. questions. No, you just got to roll with it. You just got to go. Yeah. There are people chasing you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just got to roll with the punches. Yeah. And, uh, and, and basically that's when, uh, when Zeb decides to step up and uh, take responsibility and right. guide them through the prophesized Mates. Just like the ancients used to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we learned that in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They just didn't and have time to show that either, but maybe in future episodes. Yes. Yeah. I, flashbacks of Zeb in, in school. Yeah. Go I want a flashback song. episode. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, no, that, that revelation that, that Zeb had this very prestigious position on Lasan. I want to know what happened. Well, and the only one that we have a very clear backstory for is Kanan, and that's mm-hmm. only if you read the, the comics. comics. Yeah. So, I want to see backstory for all of the people. Yeah. I want a comic. <laughs> a comic just about Zeb? <laughs> sure. Required Talk reading. Talk yeah. to Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Dark Horse that's publishing it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think this goes back to kind of... Um, well, we talked about a little bit on the last episode about the idea that now, you know, what Star Wars Rebels did. So basically, like, the first season was very much about just like the little rebel crew by themselves. And now they're getting so much more integrated into what's going on in the in the sort of larger universe. Yeah, in the yeah. larger universe and in the, in the rebellion against the Empire at large. So I think that's what we're missing now is like we're because we're focusing so much on moving forward and setting up the universe as we see it at the beginning of A New Hope so that we're we're missing out on those those like character backs yeah. like we get little tidbits so we feel like okay these are characters who've existed for a while but like we haven't gotten like real meaty yeah we got flashback from episodes Hera, we got tidbits from Sabine tidbits from Ezra yeah so we're getting I, little pieces, and it's it's like just give us an entire episode just of just everyone before they all came together, mm. or the episode where like they did all come together. That everyone, would be fantastic. Everyone gets four minutes. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> and in chat, we have my favorite comment of the night so oh. far. I need to find it because it went away. <laughs> Where is Hassan? Gosh darn it. Hassan <laughs> said it, and it's beautiful, and I think it's further. There we go. Uh, Hassan Yusuf, just ask Macbeth about prophecies. <laughs> I love you. You are amazing. Favorite wow. comment wow. of the night. Do your best to outdo that, everyone else, because dang. Or Oedipus. And I, 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 I'll go 
for the Macbeth reference every time. Macbeth is better. Little, oddly enough, less uncomfortable than <laughs> And everyone else is saying it's Marvel that publishes them, which, you know, I really should have known. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Marvel publishes the uh, the Kanan books. Actually, they publish, like, all of the Star Wars comics right now. That makes all of the sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Branded to Well, you know, <laughs> that was exactly where I was going. Marvel, Disney, Lucas Films, it's all under the uh, same blanket now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then, uh, so yeah, they, they successfully make it through. They get to Lirasan. It turns out there's actually a whole bunch of Lasat living there. It was a little bit of a bummer that we didn't actually get to see the planet. I agree. Yeah. Mm, I just had that conversation today. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I wanted to see it too. Yeah, it would have been nice, but then again, I, I guess you also need that emotional beat of is he coming back mm-hmm. because he's home yeah. technically. Yeah, that's we true. We laid yes. an inroad for that though. Now that the ghost yes. has been here, it can always come back. Like, yep. Season three. Well, and for a while, it preserves the mysticism of Lyra's Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I think we'll get a chance to uh, revisit this sometime in the future, which will be great. Yeah, Zed uh, needs a girlfriend. Then. No. <laughs> so he's lonely. He's all by himself. She <laughs> would wear the pants in that relationship. She absolutely. Well, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Oh. Okay. I feel like any girl that could handle Zeb. We're probably yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Probably yeah. so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and uh, in, in the scene where they're unsure whether or not Zeb is going to come back. Uh, we find out that Chopper has uh, moved all of his <laughs> stuff into it's not Zeb's the first room. Time. <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm sure it won't be the last either. Yeah. And someone in chat forever ago, so I'm not even going to try scrolling, pointed out, well, why would Chopper want to be in Zeb's room? He has to share with Ezra. Mm. Like, oh, it's Mickey Mouse That's under true. Ruse. He wants yeah. my Mickey Mouse under Ruse. <laughs> After Buzz exclusive. I assumed yeah. it was just so his murder attempts go easier. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Chopper has see? the highest body count of our heroes on the show. Yeah. And he has tried yeah. to murder more than one person over the season. So it's just like, oh. Our former, our former lead host, uh, Dylan, sent us a tweet earlier today oh, about yeah. a theory that uh, uh, Snoke is actually just a projection that Chopper is <laughs> And then that's the big twist later on down the I think that's a reasonable theory. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite theory. Wow. Yeah. Bless. Wow. Thank that's you really for good. that, Dylan. That's really good. The one thing good. I want to address okay. is Zeb using his weapon and navigating, taking over the ghost and navigating through the storm to the planet. Yeah. And we've seen the phrase Zeb ex machina, and I can't say I agree. I actually... Because we're definitely dealing with the Force and with things that we don't quite understand, mm-hmm. and with a culture that we mostly haven't seen, their interpretation of the Force, their prophecies, their erstwhile religion, if you will. Yeah. And so we're working with how the ancients used to do it. And so I'm I'm willing to work with that. I'm willing to kind of step back and go, this is someone else's religion. I'm not going to pretend to understand it. Let's roll. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is for me in that scene in particular was that we saw both Kanan and Ezra actively assisting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very clear that the Force was... We're having a Force moment. At yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like... Whether the Lasat use it in the same... I mean, because Jedi are lots of different races, so I mm-hmm. assume probably somewhere down the line there were some Lasat Jedi. Jedi. Most likely, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. And and so it, it's not unheard of that, like, Zeb would have some sort... Would be, like, sort, sort of tapped of into the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but even then, it's part of his culture. 
And he was essentially the head of the royal guard, and yeah. so even more steeped in it. So, yeah. yeah, I I can see the criticism, but I don't agree. Yeah, uh, I I agree with you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I agree with you. Agree with her. Uh, yes. Yay! So somebody asked in uh, chat earlier, uh, Steve, how you felt uh, being part of this expansive universe and now fandom because the Star Wars fans are devoted. Mm, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I told you about the eight-year-old. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, That's yeah. still me. Every yeah. time I walk into that room. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing. I Like I said, I, I was there in the early days of Star Wars. Right. And, and so to, to get to be a part of this universe is incredible. And, and to get to, to actually breathe the same air as the people who are working on this show right. is, is an unbelievable experience. And now I get to go to the conventions and I get to Shake hands with Billy D. Williams and, and hear Frank Oz and James Earl Jones coming into our little show, and it's 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 an amazing thing. It's, yeah, and it never ever gets old. None of us take that for granted, and in fact, our our sessions go much longer than they normally should because we're having nerd battles in the room. We're, we're all fans yeah. on different levels. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's really a remarkable thing. Yeah, uh, in my career for sure. I'm imagining epic rap battles right now. <laughs> <laughs> Since you guys are actively engaging in that conversation, where do you want your character to go by the time we reach the season's end? Oh, I or just no, no spoilers. In the future, yeah, in the, in the future yeah. what do you want from your character? But besides him getting a girlfriend, well, which I was just going to Number one priority. Well, you know, just. Being the person that I am, I'm not as interested in revenge as in uh, growth mm-hmm. from it all, and, yeah. and uh, you know, learning something from it. Um, no, I, I'm along for the ride with everybody else. I'm actually sort of uh, a passenger on yeah. this ship, and I, you know, I'm part of the crew, and I, I just want to see it flushed out as much as we possibly yeah. can. And like you guys, I, I want more backstory. I'm hungry yeah, for that. Yeah, yes. But, but I've gotten to the point now where I don't want it all at once. I actually kind of yeah. like it in little pieces. And, <laughs> and I'd really like to see how all that unfolds and ultimately how all of this intertwines with the, the universe that we've all come to know. Yeah, so no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's, if there's one thing that a lot of, um, shows aimed at younger audiences are actually doing really well right now, it's allowing the audience to put the pieces together themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the show is doing a very good job at doing that, too. I, As much as we want like all those backstories just all at once, giving the little pieces here and there, it's enough to let you put the pieces together yourself. Well, and there so. are some folks coming in, and this is their first entry into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't take that for granted, either. These guys are... They know what they're doing over at Lucas, so I, I trust all of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, especially because it is a show that is... You know, technically aimed at a younger audience, mm-hmm. you're definitely bringing in a lot of new Star Wars fans mm-hmm. that way. Well, and we've entered another era where shows aren't just oh they're for kids. Oh, it doesn't have to be smart. Like right. we're we're it's almost like we're back in the '90s where we've got really good cartoons that understand oh kids pick up on a heck of a lot more than we give them credit for. Yeah. And their parents who are watching it with them, they want to yeah. engage them too, and the parents are probably screaming having their nerve battles yeah. while the kids are watching. exactly. So we have the Star Wars and the My Little Pony and the Transformers and the uh, Gravity Falls and yeah. just all Steven of the Phineas, Universe, Steven yeah. Universe, Phineas and Ferb. Too. Yep. Just all of these really good cartoons. It's like, oh, I'm really glad the kids right now are getting a similar experience to my growing up with DuckTales, 
Uh, yeah. Gargoyles, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. Duck. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, now, in terms of, like, when they give you guys the scripts, do they, because you were saying, you know, you're kind of along for the ride, do they tend to keep everything pretty tightly under wraps oh, for yeah. you? Oh, <laughs> I get that shit. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've talked to some people who've worked on some Marvel properties, and they're like, yeah, I just, we, like, get the pages the day of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are, there are things about this season that I still don't know. Yeah. They, they wouldn't tell me because I wasn't in those episodes, and they would not give us the script to read them. So, wow. Now, so it's it's very tightly guarded yeah. for good reason. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And well, I and I think as an actor there's something nice about sort of being able to make those discoveries with your character. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think all of us really love that because we're fans too. Yeah. That, that I I think Dave kind of gets a kick out of watching us discover things in the, in the booth. <laughs> Just seeing your eyes and, light yeah, up. Yeah. 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 So uh, so when they screen some of these upcoming episodes that we know nothing about there are going to be eyes watching us. Yeah. Like, ah! it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's great to be on a show where they care that much. Yeah. It, and it's rare. It's actually very rare in this industry that, that the, the people who are creating these things care about our response as much as the fans because they consider us all one thing. Yeah. So oh. it's, a, it's a deep level of respect, I think. And yeah. they respect the fans, too. They really want you guys to love it. <laughs> Well, for them, probably watching you guys react is probably the way they gauge about how the general audience yeah. will react. I, they take all of that into account. Yeah, they're they're very very smart. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. Get with yeah. their algorithms. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, yeah. A, that's a smart way to uh, go yeah. about it. <laughs> I feel like React videos are really good for studios. Yeah, at this point. no, it's the, true. The trend of doing reaction videos are like, okay, and let's put. Okay, they love this. They love this. Everyone made the same ah oh, face at this point. We need to do more moments like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, so, Steve, you just have a huge body of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank I'm, you. I'm just. I, I just have to be totally honest with you that I'm like fangirling a little bit because uh. I just. Only a little. Um, well, a lot. <laughs> I was. It was so funny. It was like. It's like, oh, we're having Steve on for Star Wars Rebels, but like, I just really want to talk about Legend of Korra. Oh, <laughs> nice. I want to talk about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like wearing great. the Icon yeah. shirt, you guys. Yeah. yeah. This was not on accident. No, I'm actually wearing a Cowboy Bebop shirt myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> celebrate you all. Yeah, I'm just brown nosing a little bit. It's fine. This is where the professional adjacent part. Yeah, this is the, this is the, the adjacent part I'm is showing. I'm the same way. I'm wearing those Mickey underoos right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, yeah, because it was funny because uh, la- last night I was like, alright, well, I need to work on this thing. What should I put on in the background? I was like, well, maybe I'll watch Cowboy Bebop or maybe I'll watch Legend of Korra and both of those things are totally relevant to uh, uh, what I'm uh, doing later today. So. Well, I will take your bending away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, and we and and it's true. Like we were all on the um, Transformers panel, and even though yes. it, it, it was for Robots in Disguise, but you know, we all love Transformers we all want Prime. Back. And, oh, yeah, thank you. yeah, we want Starscream back. <laughs> he holds a near and dear place in my heart, <laughs> and he taught me how to wear heels. <laughs> <laughs> Since we are on that subject, yeah. how did you come about? Uh, finding the voice for Starscream because I know that it's it's one of those things especially when it's a character that's been done so many different times in yeah. so many different ways how do you decide what's best for you? No pressure there. No, yeah. not no. at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, for for every character that I do I, I kind of I, I know what's come before or I try to know what's come before I do a little bit of research on it and then I throw all of that away and I do what comes organically. And so for Starscream they said they wanted to have a little bit of a, a darker take on him 
and yet they wanted him to be able to go to those girly screams that Chris <laughs> made so famous. And uh, so I, I started with the darker part, and I gave him a little t- flavor of the other thing, and fortunately we agreed on what that voice print was. And um, they would get me there in the studio. This is very funny. The, the uh, suits would show up to those uh, sessions, a lot of the studio executives, and behind the glass on the other side, when they wanted me to go to the girly place, which, <laughs> which was fairly infrequent, yeah. they would do jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing better than seeing a bunch of studio executives doing jazz hands. Um, oh, and I just knew so that great. it was time to take it from here. To- <laughs> Yeah. It was very easy. No, I, I, I just, I loved, I loved Transformers Prime's take on the character of Starscream so much. Yeah, it was Be- fun. Yeah, because really I mean, fun. he because he has always been sort of a ridiculous villain, and and one of the things that that I love about Transformers um, that that I feel, especially in like the G one stuff, like they really beat over the head was like, if you don't cooperate, you're a bad guy, and you don't win. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was good. It was really cool to see what they did with that. Well, in prime. And by the end of it, he's really the only one that is, I mean, not counting the movie, but he's the only one that undergoes, like, a full character arc. Yeah. Going from only caring about himself to mm-hmm. actually kind of caring about at least one other person. Kind of. He had nowhere else to go. <laughs> Screwed everyone. That's pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Shot himself in the foot quite Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, Renji. Shot himself in those lovely heels. This yeah. is, th- now, this is always a, a, a question that people ask that is, that is very difficult, I think, to answer. Uh, Renji90998 in the chat, who also is a big Transformers fan, uh, wants to know, uh, what your favorite voice is to do besides Zeb. Oh, how do you choose? I know. They're like children. I mean, if you have to choose which fingers to cut off, yeah. you've yeah. got to use them all. Now, I, now, I've heard other voice actors say when people ask them that question on panels and conventions, they intentionally change their answer every single time. <laughs> yes, I've based, done that before. Based too, on how yeah. you're feeling that day. It's, it literally is a day-to-day thing. And, and uh, basically, it's whatever I'm working on today because it means I'm still employed. <laughs> um, and it also changes by mood, too. And uh, If you ask me in oh. three different days, it would be three different answers yeah. consecutively because it, it really is yeah. moods and they're all part of my psyche at this yeah, point. Yeah. And, and they argue in my head. If I choose one, they all start fighting and the head would just <laughs> eviscerate into so, a So maybe a, maybe a slightly easier question to uh, answer, or, or maybe not, because you played a lot of very memorable roles. Uh, Mr. Goku Jr. 2012 wants to know, uh, which role do random fans most often refer to you as? Oh, probably. Well, it used to be Spike. Yeah. And at most conventions, Spike is the one that people really yeah. relate to. And, and, uh, and, Especially and, at an anime con. Yes. Yeah. And Tom from Toonami because he sort yes. of hosted that, that whole era. Yeah. And so uh, Tom is probably the, the greatest connective tissue for, for most people, especially that grew up with that. Yeah. That's all of our nostalgia. Yeah. 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 So um, those, those two characters probably more than any others. But Wolverine uh, for a certain huh? fandom. And it depends, oh, yeah, on where, yeah. it depends on where I am in the world. You know, some people really connect in, in Australia. Australia, New Zealand, Wolverine is huge. Huge, yeah. And uh, that's all people wanted to talk about there. So it's it's different in different places of the world. Yeah. It's gotta that's be awesome. fascinating. It's like, whoa, what are they gonna like what's gonna what are they gonna be drawn to this time when I go here? It's amazing, yeah. And they and they're all talking about the same things and they all tend to know the different parts of the fandom, but they all you know, they have their focus and, and that seems to be somewhat a regional thing. But it's it's incredible to, to hear people having the same conversations, quoting the same lines, but with different accents. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's really amazing to, to hear that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you you, you travel to conventions a, a fair mm-hmm. amount. Do you have any that you're going to coming up in the near future where people can come see you? Uh, yeah, I'll be in uh, – where am 
I going? I'm going to uh, Hawaii. I'm going to be in uh, Biloxi. Uh, I'm going to be in Calgary. I'm, I just got back from Portland. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I, I have a huge list of conventions. Awesome. I put it on my website. So okay, it's, yes. It's, yeah, I, I try to keep current on all that nice. stuff. Now, do you have any upcoming projects or current projects that you are able to talk about that you want to share with our uh, listeners slash viewers? I have a ton of projects that I'm working on right now, and I'm not allowed to talk, talk about, about any of them. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating. But but uh, there's still more of Transformers Rescue Bots yeah. to be aired. Yeah. Uh, we have a whole other season that hasn't aired yet. And, of course, a, a lot more Star Wars Rebels to come. Um, and a lot of video games coming yeah. up. There's, there's a lot more Call of Duty stuff that's happening and... And uh, and then the other stuff, I just I don't think I can talk about it. More regular show, I do work yeah. on regular oh, yeah, show. Yeah. I work on that all the time. Thank you, regular show. Do you work on it regularly. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. Ooh. It keeps, it keeps oh, me regular, honey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I have a friend that writes for that show now. Actually, yeah. oh, it's great. It's yeah. So much fun. Well, thank you so so much for joining us, Steve. Thank this you guys for having amazing. me. This was joyous. Yeah. This is so, so much easier than I thought it would be. I was so intimidated. I'm always intimidated by these things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, really. Thank you so much for having us. So you mentioned your website. Where else can people uh, keep up with you on the uh, internet and all the many, many things that you're doing? Well, my website is stevebloomvoices.com. I'm just about to launch a new version of that very soon. Uh, and at Bloomspew on Twitter. <laughs> it's B-L-U-M-S-P-E-W. And then I'm on Facebook under my name, too, if you want to join my fan page. Awesome. Yeah. Katie, where can people keep up with all your goings-ons? I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I, so many of my shows are back. <laughs> Arrow's back. Blindspot is back at the end of the month. I, I'm on too many shows, and I can't remember them all. We love Blindspot. Blind spot's wonderful. Yeah. Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> I will be at Gallifrey One over uh God, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. It's been a very long day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I will be at Gallifrey One over Valentine's Day weekend. Uh come by, say hi, get a ribbon. Yay. Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Mengwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on Instagram under that same uh, under that same one. That that's Recently. the one I always, I always forget about it. Recently, um, you mean like three months ago? Uh, that's still fairly recent. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Uh, I uh, produced some segments uh, last night for Popcorn Talk. Those should be going up at some point uh, for the Monday at 11:01 red carpet. If you guys are interested in checking that out, and I also write articles for the Movie Chick. Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Emma Fife. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife, which is my name. I'm on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about all of them, so <laughs> I'm not going to list them all. Uh, you can also find me uh, if any of you guys are going to be or live in Arizona in Phoenix over Valentine's Day weekend. I will be at Amazing Arizona Comic Con. I'll be hosting a bunch of panels there and just generally being around. So if you guys are there, come out and see me. That would be great. Uh, also, uh, those of you who joined us tonight, thank you thank you so much to everybody in the hashtag and in the live chat. And there's just so much love for uh, Steve right now in the in the love chat. And it's it's a, it's a very, very... The love chat. The live the chat. Love chat. Uh, no, no, love chat. The love chat. Do we want to tell them about iTunes? Uh, yeah, guys. iTunes is a great place to go. I talked about it at the top of the show. Just make sure that you uh, that you continue to subscribe, like, stars, all that kind of stuff. There weren't any new reviews this week. Otherwise, I would have read them. So if you leave us a review, I will read it on the air. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We will back be back here, back at our regular time. So that's Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. next week. And uh, we will see you all then. Thanks, guys. Hmm. See you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.